Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. A little update on my Supercoach draft team. Actually got a trade through last night, which uh, probably doesn't sound like a big deal to most of you draft players, but in my competition, trades are very rare. I think we've had about four trades so far this year, and we're into about round 12, and a lot of the trades before have been pretty much like close to fringe first grade players that have been traded. We do not see many trades in my comp. Uh, I would say the most we've ever had in a season is maybe six, maybe seven around that mark. I wouldn't say we've had too much more than that uh, ever. Everyone's a little bit stingy and everyone takes it very seriously. So we tend not to trade, which I actually prefer to be honest with you. I think this is the first trade that I've made in probably two years, I think. Um, Not through a lack of trying. Uh, I have had a crack at a few trades, but haven't been able to get any over the line. Um, obviously, in my comp, there's myself and two other guys that have won two comps each. I think it makes it harder to trade when you've won a couple of comps and you've got them up your sleeve. People are less um, less willing to sort of give you the potential to be better. Uh, so it sort of does make it tough. But I'm not a huge trader anyway, realistically. I like to just back myself in on the waiver on the team I've got. But did manage to make a trade over the last 48 hours or so, which I'm pretty excited about. Uh, a few people have questioned it. I mentioned it on Beers and Breakevens yesterday, gave a quick little explanation. Uh, so I thought I'd just go into a little bit more detail. So I drafted Satili Tupanua in round five this year as a 2RF. Uh, I drafted him because I wanted that upside, that attacking upside, uh, which has been great. I think he scored four tries so far this year. He's dropped another two or three over the line. So served a, served a purpose for me, 57 average. I will say this about Satili as well. Uh, he has improved his base stats. Uh, his base stats are probably better now than they ever have been, especially over the last few weeks. Uh, he's put up some really good base stats when he hasn't been injured. So he has improved, uh, which was which that was probably my biggest worry about him, that he had to score tries to do well. He's actually doing pretty well without scoring uh, a heap of tries, realistically. So Satili Tupanua took him in about round five. And then in about week three, you might remember there was a moment where Nat Butcher, he started um, on, on the edge one week. We saw Angus Crichton go to the bench and uh, I grabbed him and I, I was about 10th or 11th waiver and I couldn't believe he got to me. And I spoke to other boys in my comp and they all sort of said the same thing. Oh, I don't think it's a long-term thing. And as I said at the time, I agree uh, that it wasn't a long-term thing. It more than likely wasn't. There was a chance that it was, but it more than likely wasn't. 
Um, but I still think a guy like that who's in a good side like that, you grab it just in case you're wrong, just in case it comes together. And uh, thankfully, it's paid dividends here. Since having Nat, he's done really well. He's averaging 50 so far this season. We now head into the origin period uh, where he just played his first game in the starting team for a few weeks and scored 67 base stats, scoring 69 points. So Nat Butcher, definitely on the rise. Uh, everyone's buying him in classic. Everyone's talking him up. So it was a really good opportunity to sell him high. But I've got a round five pick and Nat Butcher, who was a waiver wire pick that uh, went through 10 people or whatever, which was just ridiculous, just stupidity in my opinion. Uh, and it's paid dividends for me. Nat Butcher, he's going to play the next few weeks. He's going to be really relevant. He's going to score a lot of points. Uh, so he's going to be a good pickup for the guy I'm trading him to. The way that I see it, though, I think both of these are really good players. They're both in really good teams. By the end of the season, though, realistically, only one of them is going to be relevant. And I think it's going to be Satili Tupanua. Uh, so he is a loss. There's no doubt about that. I would have loved to have kept Satili, especially if the Roosters click later in the season. He could be anything. Uh, but I look at Nat Butcher and I look over the next six weeks, uh, I think he's going to be an absolute weapon. I think he's going to kill it. This is why we've all got him in our Supercoach Classic sides. He's got a really good opportunity over the next few weeks during Origin to do something pretty special uh, and to really establish himself there. But the reality is once Origin is done, Victor Radley will walk back into this side. Angus Crichton will walk back into this side. Uh, those two, they have to be in the starting back row. I don't think there's any doubting that. They will be there. It only leaves one spot and that's either going to go to Nat Butcher or Satili Tupanua. Personally, I think it will go to Satili Tupanua, which will mean Nat Butcher will be on the bench. Um, and I think a general consensus with Butcher is that even when he's on the bench, he'll score you, you know, 50-odd points. Isn't really the reality. Uh, you look at games where he hasn't played 80 minutes this year. Um, week one, he played 54 minutes. He scored 41. Week two, he played 61 minutes. He scored two tries, though, 114. That's an outlier. Um, round five, he played 46 minutes, scored 40. Round six, 33 minutes, scored 30. 25 minutes in round 7, scored 16. 32 minutes in round 8, scored 27. Uh, outside of that, when he plays 80 minutes, he's been unreal. When playing 80, he, uh, he averages 58 points per game. And on last weekend, he just based out at 67. So I think he's going to really take advantage of this opportunity. The guy that I traded him to, Pete, uh, he's at the bottom of our ladder. He's second last. He's really struggling. So for him... Personally, I think getting these two over the next six weeks is going to be massive for him. I think it will sort of drag him off the bottom of the ladder. Uh, Stilly Tupanua is on the bench this week. I believe he will start. I think you'll come in to see him. I, I believe he'll come in on an edge, and I think you'll see Nat Butcher return to the 13 jersey more than likely. Uh, but even if he's not this week, he will be over the next few weeks. Butcher and Satili will probably be their two edge forwards during the origin period. I don't think they're playing as quite in too many minutes. So... I've sort of traded high on Nat Butcher when everyone's really hyped about him. Everyone's really fucking hard about him. And then Satili Tupanua, as much as I didn't want to lose him, what I'm getting in exchange I think is worthwhile. I sort of feel like with Butcher and Satili, I'm trading two really good players for the next six weeks. But long term, I think I'm only trading one player realistically. I only see one of them being relevant. I think it'll be Satili Tupanua come the back end of the season. Butcher, if there's injuries or whatever, he might get an opportunity. No doubt about that. Uh, it, it, he might come in handy. But for me, over the next six weeks, for Pete that I traded to, I think this will be really worth his while to get him off the bottom of the ladder. But I think long term, uh, he's essentially got one player in this trade. Now, the exchange that he made, uh, he give, gave me Victor Radley. He's been carrying him. He's injured. Obviously, Rad's um, not of the level of Tilly Tupanua. He's probably slightly above Butcher once Butcher returns to his normal role. Uh, but at the, over the next six weeks, Butcher's scores will outweigh Radley probably for the rest of the season. But Victor Radley, he is a little bit up and down. There's no doubt about that. And for me... 
Yeah. Bradley, if he's my third 2RF, uh, I, I'm sort of happy to wear it. Look, I just think that he will come back. He will play in the 13 role. That doesn't guarantee him to score well by any means. Um, as per Radley's entire career and highlighted by this season, he is very inconsistent when it comes to Supercoach. You watch him, you think he's doing well. You look down, he's on 30 points. He's had games this year where he's played big minutes. He's had games where he's played 80 minutes and he's scored 50s. He's had games where he's played 50 minutes and scored 60s. He's had games where he's played 70 minutes and scored back-to-back 38. So Victor Victor Radley, he is an up-and-down sort of guy. He played 76 minutes in round two, uh, came up with a 41. 65 minutes in round three, came up with a 44. So he is a little bit all over the place with his base. He's very hard to get a read on. So far this year, he's averaging 41 base stats and he hasn't really got the attacking stats that I think a player like him should be getting. He's been a you know a fifty point back rower um, his entire career essentially in first grade. So he's a guy that I traded for. I think he's probably better than Butcher long term. I think I would rather have Satili. Well, I definitely would rather have Satili over Radley. But I'm happy to get Rads. He's in a quality team. He gets his hand on the ball. Hopefully the Roosters click by the end of the season. I'm not overly convinced they will click like everyone's expecting them to, uh, which is why I was happy to let go of my Roosters. But to get Radley in, I'm happy with that. He'll be solid. He'll do a job for me. He has got attacking upside. We know he's got big scores in him. I think that when he comes back, he'll have a point to prove. He'll be pissed off that he missed another Origin Series. The Roosters, I think they'll be really fighting for a top four spot, so I think they'll play him up to the very end. Uh, So, Radley, happy to get him, but the big win out of this trade, and the reason why I did this trade, essentially, was to get um, a halfback, because I don't have one. I've got Ilias at the moment. That's been an absolute shit fight. I thought he'd do a lot better um, than what he has. I was wrong by a long way there. So, you've got to start to make some moves. So, I went to Pete. Uh, He's got Tommy Dearden. Now, I know that people are a little bit worried with Tom Dearden that his team has been absolutely flying. He's averaging 60, uh, which is still pretty good for a halfback, to be honest with you. Uh, But I'm just backing in the Cowboys. I genuinely believe they're the real deal. I had Tommy Dearden last year in a team that was going like an absolute busted asshole. Uh, He he averaged 42 last season. And in the games that he actually started, he just always manages to find a try or do something. He is halfback 5'8", so that is incredibly valuable in a team. Mainly for me, though, the halfback, because I didn't have one, and unless you're in a deep 14-man league like ours, you probably can't appreciate how hard it is to find halfbacks. You will all, all remember that at the start of the season, I didn't draft a halfback. I went into the season without one, essentially. Well, I, I, I took Elias in, in like round 10, so a very late pick. All the halfbacks go in the first eight rounds or so. I came into uh, this comp with that as a strategy. I only took a few halves, and I took them very late. I took Scotty Drinkwater, I took Avarillo, and I took Ilias. Um, Avarillo and Ilias, or Avarillo burnt to death. Ilias, uh, it's been a long wait, but I just can't do it anymore. He's not scoring enough points. The Scotty Drinkwater one paid off massively. He's going to be my 5'8 moving forward, and now I've made a move to get Tommy Dearden. Uh, for me, it's good to have Radley, but Dearden is the guy that I wanted, essentially. For me, I feel like I've traded Satili Tupanua, who's a 57 um, second row forward, which is good. It's great, uh, but I've managed to get a 60-point halfback out of it with attacking upside in a team that is absolutely flying. I've also given him Nat Butcher, who's going to be a gun over the next five or six weeks, but I don't need wins in the next five or six weeks. I need wins in, you know, 12 weeks' time once we get to finals. So for me, I'm pretty happy with this move. Tom did, and he solves a big halfback problem for me. And the other beauty of it is that, you know, I only had, you know, 
three guys that I picked every single week in my second row forwards, Olakawatu, Britton Akora, and then one of Butcher or Satili. Depends, depending on who is starting, essentially. Over the next few weeks, both will start. Both will be very valuable. Uh, but I just don't think I need them both, to be honest with you. I think I can get by without them. It looks like I've given away a lot of second row forwards, which I have. There's no doubt about that. Hard to find good second row forwards. The advantage with my team, though, is that in my CTWs, I have Ewan Aitken and I have Isaac Tungo. Now, both of those guys are dual position, so I can move either of those two down to 2RF whenever I need them. Uh, is that ideal? No, it's not. But it means that when I'm on the wave wire and I'm trying to fill these spots, it now means that I'm not only looking for a 2RF, I can also be looking for a CTW. If I can find a fourth CTW that I'm happy with, all of a sudden, I can move them in. Then my second row problem is solved. I can move Ewan Aitken in there. I can move Isaac Tungo. Uh, in an ideal world, I would rather find a 2RF off the waiver wire. There's no doubt about that. That would be a perfect situation so I could keep those boys out in the CTWs. But worst case scenario, if that's what my resolution is to be able to get a gun halfback like Dean, I'm more than happy to do it, to be honest with you. Uh, I have also, once I get Ryan Pappenhausen back, I will actually have uh, that fourth CTW anyway. I'll be able to move uh, Cola back up um, into my CTWs and out of the fullback role that I've got him in at the moment in my team. So I have got versatility in my side. I've got a number of options. Uh, and I just think being able to get a halfback slash 5'8", like Tom did, averaging 60, I think he'll score 50 just about every single week. And personally, I am buying into the Cowboys. I do believe they are the real deal, so I'm going to back them in for the season. The other thing about getting Dearden, obviously I have Scotty Drinkwater as well. So those are probably the two main attacking strike weapons for the North Queensland Cowboys at the moment. Um, did I think they were going to go this well? No, I didn't. But they are, and I've just from eye-testing them and watching them, I personally think that this year they seriously are the real deal and I think they're going to go on and continue to play good footy. So to be able to partner Scotty Drinkwater and Ton Dearden up in my halves, um, I'm very happy with that move. Absolutely stoked with how it's played out. As I said, once I get Pappy back, I will have my four CTWs and I can move Tungo or UNA Kin into my two RFs until Radley returns. Uh, also sitting on my bench at the moment, I've got Josh McGuire. I've got him as a little speculator, hoping that once his groin recovers, they play this weekend, then they've got a bye. Hoping that after that, uh, Hook might throw him into the 2RF, and if he does uh, and he can just get me 45 to 50 every week, I'll probably be happy having him um, in my second row forward or in my front row forwards, realistically. Uh, so that trade, that will go through this morning. We've got a 24-hour cooling-off period now. Competition, it's all very fucking serious. Uh, but yeah, very happy with how the trade went. I just want to point out with Butcher, a really good opportunity uh, to sell high. Uh, Nat Butcher, I think he's going to be great for the next six weeks. I think Pete's going to be absolutely stoked with him, and it's going to do a lot for him. I think Butcher or average 60, 65. If he scores a couple of tries, he could push it uh, up to 70 over the next five or six weeks, which is going to be great for him, no doubt about it. I think he'll be close to a you know consistent captain option over the next few weeks. Not a high-end captain, but a low-end captain that'll be safe if you need a good score. Butcher will be it. Tilly Tupanua. He's got attacking upside. There's no doubt about it. Defensively, there are a couple of issues, but he is improving as the season goes on. Uh, but for me, it appeared to partner Dearden with Scotty Drinkwater in my halves in a team that I genuinely believe is the real deal. And then to have Victor Radley, who, you know, if he's a 50... 50- Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Um, to RF there with attacking upside, I'm happy to take that risk because I think I've got um, the strong players in just about every other position, probably outside of front row, but I'll get 240s there every week as it stands right now. Uh, so happy with this trade. Really good example with Nat Butcher of trading high, and it just shows the value of halfback 5.8s. But this is why uh, I made the decision. There's, there's a couple of decisions that I've made earlier in the year, a few months ago, that sort of led uh, to this moment where I, I think Dearden's a, a great result to come out of it realistically. The decision not to draft a halfback early, not to get pressured into drafting a halfback when everyone else does. That was always my plan. Stuck to it. Waited till the very end. Got a couple of uh, lemons there. Got Drinkwater, though, who's turned out to be a gun. He's averaging 75 points. He's a captain option every week, uh, essentially outside of weeks that he plays Penrith and Melbourne, but he still did pretty well against Melbourne anyway. Um, And then, of course... To grab Nat Butcher. He was sitting on the wave wire. He was a great player. He's always been a really good player. He's given a small window of opportunity that I think most thought he would not, nothing will come of this. And I and I didn't disagree with them, but I think it's always worth taking a punt on a guy with his sort of caliber, with his sort of ability, sorry, in a team like the Sydney Roosters. I always think it's worth taking that punt to grab them. I almost didn't put him on my waiver wire because I assumed that someone else would get him and I was so far down. Thankfully, I did get him and it's led me down the path of Tommy Dearden and to get Victor Radley in. Mainly Tom Dearden, though. That's the biggest win out of all this. Sort of solves my halves problems uh, for the year, realistically. Now I can focus on other positions. And as I said, because of all the jewels that I have in my team, uh, it allows me to chase a number of positions instead of just looking for a 2RF or a CTW. I can get either of them. I can fill that role and be happy with those guys. I think once Pappy gets back, uh, I've got a pretty mean side. It's going to be grim over the next few weeks. I'm pretty sure I'm, uh, the guy that I traded to, I'm actually playing him this week. Uh, so I think that was the other part of the trade that swayed him, that he was taking Butcher and Satili, who will score well this week, uh, off me, putting on his team, leaving me short and giving me and who plays the fucking Penrith Panthers this week. So I think for him as well, trying to get off the bottom of the ladder, which I don't, yeah, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of guys trading um, willy-nilly to make sure they don't finish last, but that's the reality of our comp. Unfortunately, that's what happens and that's accepted. So, uh, but yeah, I think that was another thing for him that he could see that he could he would probably beat me this weekend and, and two points is just so valuable in this competition, especially when you're trying to get off the bottom of the ladder there. So happy with the trade. Don't do many of them, but really happy with how this one came out. Nat Butcher, Satili Tupanua, two Roosters back rowers who are essentially Essentially one player at the end of the year. Traded for Tommy Dearden, 60-point average halfback slash 5'8", dual position there. It's the halfback that I really wanted, though. And Victor Radley, who hopefully will be a 50-point uh, 2RF with a bit of attacking upside. Feel like I won this trade. Let me know. Send me a comment on Instagram. Let me know your thoughts. I know there's a lot of very keen draft players that love to have, that love to have draft chat. So send me in your thoughts. Let me know if you thought I won, I lost this trade, if I've made a mistake, or if you think I've got a win like I think I have. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.